Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. everybody, Rev here. We are just freshly out of Gen Con, so it is just me here alone inside of the sound booth in my office at home. So we had such a good time this weekend. Thank you to everyone uh, who showed up to play games with us, everyone who came to the live show. I had such a good time uh, writing the live show for this year. Uh, I hope that it translates as well to audio (laughs) as it translated in person. Um, if you have not been to Gen Con in a few years, or if you've never been, I highly recommend it. There's so much to do. I even found some time to get into some games, let alone running games. Uh, so yeah, there's just so much to do, so much to see, so many people to meet. So if you have been considering it, if you're on the edge, uh, I really hope that we see you there next year. Uh, with that, it's time to get into the episode. Landara. As the smoke clears and the ringing in your ears fades away from the explosion, you find yourself facing the massive form of death in this world. Well, that was certainly a new way of accomplishing your goal. Listen, if I gotta do a hundred of these, gotta change it up a little bit, keep it interesting. As long as it is efficient. I feel like that's the uh, end of the list that's relevant to why I'm here. Yes. Why was he on the list? You told me that everyone would be against the laws of life and death. Ah, yes. Kredum had made a deal. A deal with a being from another world. This creature gave him unnatural long life. Without being killed, he may never have died. He lived much longer than what was intended. There will be several more as such on your list. But it would seem to me that you have business. Take care of what you need to. See your friends out, and when you come back, I'll give you your next name. Jake, the shaking of the bridge from the explosion disorients the creature a little, but it was already in mid-pounce and crashes into you, biting down on your shoulder. You take two points of harm, not armor-defeating, as it shakes you back and forth in its bizarre sideways mouth. Uh, I will use my armor to negate that by one. All right, and after... The explosion and the the dust settles. Both beasts shift in a way. Jake, the one holding you drops you and it roars. It like looks around in confusion for a moment and you watch it kind of blink as if its mind is clearing and it looks back at you again and it seems like it's going to attack, but there's no focus. It just seems feral, hungry. Kim, similarly, the beast stops trying to get you off of its back for a moment as it seems to shift in some way. And then instead of bucking around, 
it starts to roll over and attempts to grab you by the leg to swing you off of it. Kim, what are you doing? Did my rapier <laughs> survive? Is it is it in the ocean now? It's wrapped around a pair of legs. <laughs> <laughs> Those legs are just a couple of stories down. Uh, you don't see it immediately next to you on the bridge, no. That's all I can give you for the moment. I'm going to spend theatrics. I have a hold for disarm a mook with a flick of the hand. Can it be disarming a mook with like just kicking him in the freaking face to get him <laughs> off of my leg? <laughs> Punch his arm off. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think rule is written as long as you are flicking your hand while you do it. it That's will fine. Work. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll flick I'll flick my hand. I'll flourish while I'm doing it. It's teeth fall out. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you've got a weapon if you're like trying to I think you could essentially cut its jaw off like with a flick of your wrist it can't bite you anymore that's horrifying that's much worse than I was imagining but yeah I'll do that <laughs> this is Tass's arc <laughs> he had to slip in another removal of a jaw in here somewhere <laughs> yeah come on there's gonna be tentacles and jaws ripped off okay and earlier we did a jaws rip off <laughs> nice. we did we did do a jaws nice uh, so as you cut through it not only can it not bite you but stops moving it like slumps down and begins to goop and turn into liquid and dissipate jake the other beast is moving towards you much more determined to eat now it's staying low and growling as it is prowling towards you i want to squeeze my way into one of the newly formed fissures in this bridge okay um man i i feel like this could be a few things if you have one of your moves that works. It's also kind of a breakout. Um, you're not exactly tricking it or hoodwinking it. No. Um, I Yeah, I, I would like to use good for thieving. Okay. Seven. So on a hit, I just tell the fates where I get to. All right. Where do you get to? I think I crawl into this crack in the bridge and I'm like moving deeper, thinking that I'm going to like find my way out the other side of the bridge and it just keeps going and it just keeps going until I see like light and I poke my head out of like a floor grate in the throne room. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you do so. And uh, you certainly see that there are a few people in here, like just sitting calmly, worriedly looking towards the uh, noise on the bridge. Are they seaborne? They sure are. Hello. Ah! They turn towards you, and you can see that they are having a hard time turning to look at that grate because they are tied to their chairs. Oh, uh, I will scramble out and pull out my sword and <laughs> execute them all. <laughs> I'm the king now. Down with the monarchy. <laughs> no one's going back through the portal. Landara staying. Jake staying. <laughs> I I can't go back. My people need. I me. have a people's. I have a people's to look over. Yeah, I pull up. What are you called again? <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'll come up with something new. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll pull out my sword as I walk over there, and then be like, "I'm not going to stab you. I'm going to cut your ropes." And then I will start cutting ropes. All right. Yeah. There's uh nine people here. You're easily able to start cutting the ropes and freeing them from their bonds, and they're utterly confused at a monkey that's talking to them and and using a sword so deftly. Also, you notice that there is uh, a little pedestal at the center of the room, and there is a book lying on it. So that is there as well. Out on the bridge, there's one more beast that is 
looking around in confusion, biting at a, a portion of the bridge, seeming like it's trying to get to something there. Uh, I'm going to reach into my bag and pull out my vial of spice and throw it into this thing's eyes. Nice. Uh, no, spice. Oh, oh. <laughs> ice. Spice. Oh, I, okay. I got it this time. Let's do a dirty trick. What spice is this, do you imagine? I would think it'd be something I really like, but now thinking about what would I be trying to throw in some things, eyes, it's probably like cayenne pepper. <laughs> nice. Nine. Can I help her? Uh, sure. What are you going to do? I just killed one of these beasties. I would probably be advancing on this other one to try to draw its attention. I like that. Spend your bond. That brings you up to a 10, Megan. Do you want to do this with no catch or take the ante? No catch, please. This thing is already disoriented and like clawing and biting at this spot on the bridge, like right near the the cracks where uh, some of the bridge was broken. So it's right on the edge and it turns its attention towards Kim growling and like backs up a little bit and then the spice hits it in the face. It sneezes, coughs, roars, and starts to move forward, but sneezes again and topples off of the bridge. Oh! Aside from a dull thud from far below, it now seems quiet. I want to run over to the hole that was once Kradoom and just sort of lean over it and see if I can see where my sword might have gotten to. Uh, Yeah, it's pretty far down, but you can see it. Like laying off to the side, you see the little, like the glint of the shimmery tentacle uh, lying below. Do you see Jake down there? No. Okay, there was an explosion and he's gone. He was over here and uh, yeah, I'm running over to the crack that he disappeared down into. Jake, Jake, are you in here? Jake, uh, you know, you're just on the far side of the bridge. You can hear them yelling from here. I'm fine. I'm freeing the royals. The yell comes from like behind me <laughs> instead of where I think it is. I think a few minutes later, you're all together with the queen and her court in the courtroom. They're looking each other over. Um, they all seem in almost the same state that the soldiers had been. They are malnourished. They're weak. But the queen is introducing herself and, and trying to figure out what the hell is going on. My name is Queen Adri. It would seem that my people and I owe you a great deal of thanks. Don't mention it. Just trying to set the world right, you know? In this world, that is rare. So again, thank you. It's nice to meet you. Kima said really good things about you. She looks at you and does a very slow blink. Ah, yes. And she kind of smiles at you. You resemble her. Almost exactly. Uh, now she's uh, on the continent. She's safe. I am relieved to hear this. We thought she was lost to us. Uh, no, she is very much alive. And uh, speaking of that, Dorva is on one of the other islands. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Kima wanted me to tell you that she wants more than anything for him to stand trial in front of you. Her eyes narrow. Oh, he will. Thank you for returning our general to us. My pleasure. Killing Kurdoom didn't make all the other like monster beast things like melt into goo or disappear or anything. Are the ones on the other islands still running around then? Do we need to save those people? She suddenly looks surprised, like realization dawning on her, and she looks towards the book at the center of the room. Oh, gods, of course. The book at the center of the room. Destroy it quickly. I shoot it. All right, you do so, and the book flies apart 
in into little shredded pieces, and uh, you can all feel kind of a, a pulse, this uh, magic, as if it is dissipating. It washes over you and out. Oh, thank you. It would seem his book of summoning, now that it is destroyed, they are likely being ripped back into the world from which they came. So, um, Kardum is gone. We broke the circle. What else do we need to do here before... Uh, not to, obviously, you've got a lot of stuff you, you've got to do with your kingdom and stuff, uh, but we have to get home. Is there anything else we have to do? Can I try to unleash a power again? To, like, use my magic sight again to see the weave and see if anything still seems like it's out of whack? Yeah, I honestly don't think this is a situation where you're going to need to roll that. Um, like, there is nothing dangerous happening, and there's not really going to be any backlash for this either way. So I think you're able to take a little time and connect to what's going on here and see that, yes, it seems like this world is in a strange way, like leveling back out, that the magics that were brought here are dissipating. I don't think so. I think we've done everything we need to do here. I think it's time to call our ship and head back to where we came in. All right. So I think things wrap up here. You know, um, Kim is able to get down to the rocks below the tower to get her weapon back. Dorva and his guards are collected, and it is not a happy reunion between him and the queen, and uh, they take him off to a dungeon to await trial. The queen assures you all that that will be done quickly because this entire kingdom has intention to leave these essentially haunted waters. They're trying to get as far away from the possible return of Garoga as they can. Atina, of course, thanks you for letting him come along and join the fight. He apparently had a great deal of fun murdering his way through some horrific creatures. Does he think I'm cool yet? Does he think I can hang? I think so, yeah. I think you can mark off that trouble because... <laughs> He he watched all of these maneuvers that you guys did. He gives you a little bit of shit about some of the, you know, explosions in the water and, and such. But um, otherwise, yeah, he, he's he's on board. He's on board with Monkey Pirate here. Thank God. Uh, and since we defeated all the beasts, I think that clears my exhausted trouble. Oh, it absolutely does. Yes. Since we are going home, can I clear my homesick trouble? Yeah, I think so. You're kind okay. of done with the troubles you have here and you're on your way. I'd count that. Great. Um, do you guys stay for the trial or anything, or are you guys just heading out? Like, you know, it's going to be probably another week and a half to get to the portal from here. No, that sounds bleak as hell. This uh, yeah. is there. <laughs> I'd want to, but uh, I could be persuaded otherwise, especially with the thought of going home and every day we spend here is a day uh, there. But like, we got to check in on Tass. I think now that we've sorted all the magic problems here, that's yeah. got to be our next top priority. Then we don't have any idea how long their judiciary process is. Yeah, that's fair. It could what be, it looks it could like. Be months. Yeah. It could be horrifying as well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, so I do believe we have reached a chapter's end. Woo! All right. Yeah. So, have you defeated a great foe? Several. Boy, how? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you did. Uh, have you claimed great treasure? Uh, no. Not, not really uh, on this I one. I stole some stuff and put it in my bag. We yeah. got a really cool ship, and then we kind of exploded it. Yeah, well. We destroyed a great treasure. Yeah, yeah. But did we have, I mean- Sort of claimed it in order to destroy it. And the friendships we made along the way. That is the greatest of treasures. And now you're friends to like a whole kingdom. So that's pretty cool. That's true. 
and have you accomplished one of your character's big goals? We accomplished a goal for all of us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that definitely counts as an end of chapter. You do get to replenish all of your bonds and then choose to mark one experience, gain one bond with someone you bonded with, mark two luck, or heal two harm. You can double up on these options. I will heal two harm and then I will mark a point of experience, which actually levels me up. You never know. We could come back here. Yeah, absolutely. What are you going to take? I'm going to take rule of cool. Once per session, you can twist fate using polish instead of spitfire. If you do, you don't need to spend luck on a hit. Nice. That's a good one. Uh, I'm going to heal my two points of harm and I'll take a luck. All right. I will heal up and mark an experience. Uh, nice, nice, nice. Does that level you up? No, God. Oh, well, God dang it. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to take two points of luck. Nice. So a week and a half after you have left the Xandoran kingdom, you see the portal ahead. And you also see another ship just floating there waiting for you as you approach. And using the spyglass, you can see waiting and waving from the deck, Cotton, Siobhan, Jara, Malia and Aiden. Yeah, I will take the ship up next to them. Cotton gives you all a big smile. Well done. We were on our way to assist you. We found this young lady on our journey and uh, gives a smile to Malia. I'm glad to see you all alive. Glad to be alive. It was pretty intense, but everything's clear. We're good to go. Excellent. I will do everything in my power once this portal is closed to make sure it stays closed, at least insofar as the type that Nash used to come visit us in the first place. He may have ways around it, but I promise I will make it difficult for him. It's actually not going to close as soon as we go through. I suppose you'd mind waiting here maybe an hour or two at most. Oh, I suppose. Why? I've got a little unfinished business. That I've got to take care of. I could use a ride to a port, see if I can hire or purchase a small ship. Absolutely. For the services that you provided for our world, we owe you at least that much. Jeffrey, Edwin, if uh, you don't got anything on the books, I sure could use some assistance when I come back. Yeah, right. We'll tag along. Maybe work a ship for you. Sounds good. Even though we've collectively never almost died more than in the last two months, but... That's all right. Oh, I promise you the work that I've got to do when I come back, it's going to be just as bad. But I have a feeling there's going to be some great treasures along the way. They both smile. Pity that. Oh, it's so dangerous. What are we going to do? Nothing to be done about it. All right. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, even though we've almost died more than ever in the last couple of weeks, I've never felt more alive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really grown them very close together. They've really bonded over it. So, oh, yeah. Um, they have a ship name now. Jetty. Yeah. <laughs> Shipping it. I want to go over to Siobhan. I'm glad we could get Malia back to you. Uh, I don't want to leave you with nothing, especially since we might have to leave the portal open for a while. And, well, who knows what could happen here. And with your worlds, Megan, not really being available or around, I want to leave this with you. And I'll pull out my ABCs of Piracy book. Uh, I don't know exactly how... The books work here with other people reading them, but this this may help grant some clarity when you're trying to figure out what to do next. Um, I mean, it's pretty pretty straightforward uh, if you know how to use it, um, but I think it could do some good here. Oh, dearie, I know you worked so hard on this. Are you certain you want to leave this here? It seems 
all of the things you're dealing with might do you just as much good. Yeah, but we've got ways of figuring things out back home, and this feels this feels like it belongs here. Uh, you actually see Cotton take an interest and take a step over, looking at the book in your hand. You know, I think you're right. We could certainly make use of it. And you see him tilt his head listening to something, and he gets a warm smile and takes a step forward. Would you do me a favor and hold the book out, but hold tight. Do not let go. Uh, sure. And yeah, I'll hold it out. A friend of mine owes me a gift, and I haven't been sure what to ask from him. And he reaches out and takes hold of the book, and he pulls... And there's a moment of tension between you, a small tug of war, and then he takes a step back with a gasp, and you're both holding a version of the book. How did you do that? He doesn't speak. You hear another voice echo from him. He did me a favor, and so I paid it back. I hope this serves you in your world. And Cotton looks down at his gloved hand and gives it a little nod. Uh, I don't understand. He raises his hand again, but he doesn't take the glove off. The thing I showed you that disturbed you all so much. Our deal is quid pro quo. Sometimes I give, sometimes he gives. I thought this was an appropriate gift for you all, as well as for myself. And he hands the version that he has in his hand over to Javon. Okay, well, I guess maybe we both get answers then. May it serve us all. And Javon nods happily and like flips through a few of the pages. This is beautiful. I want to give her a hug. She hugs back with a tear in her eye. You really are just like her. I miss you a lot. I miss you too. And she like steps back and takes your chin in her hand. You. I'm going to miss you. I smile and nod and I'll give Malia a hug as well. And she accepts. So what's next for all of you? Uh, Cotton considers that. I think I shall be returning to Plankton. I've made some headway in the research about what the good doctor had been working on. I've got quite a few good ideas of how we might battle this spreading darkness on the continent. Siobhan and the rest are just shaking their heads. If I have my say, we're not going back to Plankton um, ever. Probably ever. Besides dro- dropping off the uh, good Mr. Cotton here. As you're all talking, the uh, crew that's been manning your ship is uh, transferring over to Cotton's ship. Um, but they have yours all set and ready to just cruise right through the portal when you are ready to go. Kim, as you're all preparing, you hear a distant whisper in your head. And after a moment, it gets a little louder and a little clearer. And you hear Kima's voice. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, my God. Look at you. Yes, my power is returning, it would seem. Incredible. I was just about to try to figure out how to do the same thing because I wanted to say goodbye. We're about to, I'm about to head back home. I thought as much. I could feel a disturbance around you. Well, I have good news. You might already know, but your people are free. I did not know. I am relieved to hear that. Yes, and uh, Dorva, last I heard, is in a jail cell awaiting trial. Excellent. (laughs) Yeah, I thought you'd be jazzed to hear that. And you and your people, you are well? We're okay. Um, I'm going to really, hopefully this doesn't sound narcissistic, I'm going to really miss you. I do not believe that that sounds bad. I will miss you as well. It is not often that one gets to meet oneself. No, this is the, the first time for me, and I don't know if we'll be able to check in the way that 
we have been able to here. Um, but just I'm always kind of aware of what the other versions of myself are doing. And I, I just I love you and I hope everything goes OK. And I'll be thinking of you. I hope this for you as well. I know it is unlikely, but if I can help you in any way, reach out. I will. Thank you. And you feel that connection fade away? By now, the crews are set and your ship is ready to pull through the portal. The others are waving to you, bidding you goodbye. Cotton yells over, We'll be waiting for you, Landara. And as the IPT crews pulls through the portal, you feel that familiar distortion as you move through the worlds. Tass, you are in the Eye of Horus, and above you, you hear something clumping heavily on the hull. Fuck. I am going to start very cautiously making my way down the halls to, like, try to gauge a moment here, to, like, find out where in the timeline of this dream I am. Yeah, so you start to move through the various corridors of the Eye of Horus, and, you know, where you are right now is the one that connects a lot of the areas to the bridge. And going back through the bridge, moving through that, going down to the docking bay and by the security office, you don't see anybody else. Oh, God, this is creepy. Okay, then I'm going to make my way back to where I can still hear it, if I can still hear the the clumping. Why don't you roll Investigate a Mystery? Okay. You've backtracked a bit. You've moved around. See if you can figure out where it has moved to. All right. 14. You get a hold, too. Man, I wish that was advanced right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Where did it go? As you've been moving through the corridors, trying to get a sense of where you are in this memory and realizing that you're not so much in the memory as the location, you think back and they're not as heavy. It's a much lighter step, but you feel like it has been matching you as you moved through the facility so that, you know, you get the impression that the first ones were hear me and now the rest have just been tracking you. All right. All right. Dream logic here. We're working on dream logic. Can I, can I shoot through this ceiling and hit this thing or will dream logic space still destroy me? As I continue like moving, I think I'm going to try a few things like just working my way very quietly through to see if that has any any like bearing on this thing being able to track me. Uh, I'm just trying a few different things as I move with the idea of trying to find what's being concealed here about this thing. Okay. So you get low to the ground and you start to move through the corridors very quietly, trying to get a sense of if this thing is still able to follow you from above based off of the sound you're making as you move or if it's just tracking you instinctively you don't ever get the sense that you have lost it and so you very quickly have the realization that the thing that's being concealed here is that it knows where you are it knows that you're here and on some level this memory is a physical construct that you're living in you don't know if everything perceives memories that same way you know some people when they think back on a memory it might be a snapshot It might be like a Word document. They might remember the things that they were saying. They may not remember it like a movie. They may not remember it cinematically. Yeah, yeah, okay. I have no idea if this is possible, Mm -hmm. but I, 
I almost want to try something to test the limits of me controlling the surroundings versus this thing's level of control with as long as it's been here, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But I almost do want to try like blasting a hole to jump up to like literally step through. I think what I am going for is trying to maneuver into this thing's line of sight while shifting to a place of comfort and power. Like the idea that keeps springing to my mind is like any of these movies or comics or anything where somebody can do like a portal of some kind where they, you know, you see them step through one thing and like onto the next plane and they're in a different place. And like, I want to approach it with that confidence and that willpower of like, no, 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 you're on my turf now. Mm -hmm. We're going to do it my way or we're not going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to ask you to roll Dream Warrior. Uh, so this is plus weird and um you do get a plus two to this you get one for the item that you got and you had another plus one uh for something that you had figured out when trying to encounter this creature right okay when you try to turn a dream into a lucid dream roll plus weird on a hit you get a hold one on a full success you get a hold three you may use hold to change elements about your environment And so basically you can use this to add or subtract things from the environment or change the locale of the environment. That's so rad. Okay. I'm going to roll it. Okay. 13. All right. You get a hold three. I think I'm just shaking my head a little as I raise the shotgun towards the ceiling. All right, buddy. The call's coming from inside the fucking house and I want to blast a hole in the ceiling. And as the like pressure of space pulls me up through that hole. I want to step out into the underground graveyard where there's the the stream flowing and and the the little mausoleum off to the side. That place where I felt like I finally was the chosen, where I was selected, where I felt powerful and confident for the first time in a long time. All right, you get sucked through the hole of the Eye of Horus and step out in the graveyard next to the mausoleum. Across the river from you is a very surprised-looking entity. It is small, with grayish skin and little tufts of blue fur. It has these strange, wispy threads coming off of its back. They almost look like they make up wings, but they look a little more like a harness, almost. It's very surprised at the shift of locale, and it looks down at the ground, and you can see that it is wearing on its feet these large, clumpy boots, like it was wearing the boots from that machine at the Eye of Horus, and they dissolve. What the hell's going on here? I told you, you're in my house, kid. (laughs) No, 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 that's not how this works. No? And you see that he focuses his eyes and light pulses through those threads coming off of his back and the scene around you shifts again and you are inside of one of the cabanas at the Waven Sea. There is blood on the walls. There is a streak going underneath the large oak bed and you are sitting on top of the bed and this entity is sitting in one of the chairs in the living room like directly in front of you. Wow, okay, you are good at this. That's what I do. Fair point. 
Do I get the pleasure of your name? I suppose that's only fair. I know a great deal about you. Yeah, apparently. I was sent here from another place to keep you busy, keep you occupied. I am Golo Dubail. Shut up! What? I, like, lean forward a little bit and look at him a little closer. Does does he, like, resemble Damien at all? Only the faintest amount in that there is elements of gray, and there is that fact that he's been in your memories and he is specifically feeding off ones where time moved fast or slow, so he does somehow correlate with speed. Oh my god. Okay, man. Wow. Wait, so another world. Like, you came through the portal we opened. Yes. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Well, now that I have you in the same room, I guess, what's the plan here? Is this just you you do this forever? Like, are you trying to break my mind down? You like what's what's the end game? You know? What's your what's your deal? Right now I'm just feeding. It is part of the deal that I made with Kradoom. Keep a member occupied on this side. You are the first that I found. So I will feed, grow stronger, and then I imagine you will perish from lack of nutrition or caretaking of your body, or Kradoom will summon me home. Okay, and so the feeding, that's on the, the memories, the, the sped-up slow-mo. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay, okay, I got it, I got it. So you're kind of taken over my house, so it's not really my house, but it's certainly not yours. And can I use my two-hold from Dream Warrior? Yeah. I want to use one to just shift the positioning of us in the room a little bit. Okay to the memory of when we were attacked by a ghoul in this room, and I want to shift it to where Jake was when he was closest to the ghoul. Yeah. And I want to look at him and say, but I think this is his house, and I want to use the other hold to add the ghoul in (laughs) mid-attack. This ghoul leaps onto him, and it's pretty fast and savage. He is ripped to shreds, but those strange, almost wing-like tendrils of light stay and after a few moments the pieces of the body start to knit themselves back together again connecting to those threads of light oh can i like watch this happen and see if i understand like what this magic is if it's like an item or just a part of like what he can do yeah um why don't you roll investigate a mystery seven all right you gotta hold one what can it do These tendrils of light that are connected to his back, but then also the thing that kind of plucks up the pieces and puts him back together when he was torn asunder, are a force outside of his control. And they literally are there to make sure that he does not die until his task is complete. Okay. So you imagine it must be part of either the connection with this Kurdoom that he mentioned, or it's part of the magic of their struck bargain. Got it. Okay. Okay. And I think it does bring you back to very early on when Grandpa Tincher said, yeah, there's like part of it through the portal, but part of it is here. That that must be what he saw was that element of magic, not necessarily Golo Dupale, but this magic that is creating this constant resurrection effect. Got it. Okay. And I think that as he's starting to knit himself back together again, the mouth is part of the first thing that gets connected. Oh, is that how we're going to do this? Because, well, we can play this game all day. I have no problem. 
turning memories into weapons. It's actually one of my favorite pastimes. Yeah, all right, man. Let's see what else you got then. And for the hell of it, I'm going to try to shoot him while he's reforming and talking shit. Some of these tendrils of light are holding up the eyes and the mouth so that he can talk to you as he's being pieced back together. And the eyes register the gun being drawn from your back. And everything shimmers again. You see all of those strands light up. And you hear a slight whistling sound from above you. I look up. (laughs) You take two points of damage, armor defeating, as crashing through the ceiling comes the sea gobbler. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. And just lands on you, pinning you to the ground. Oh, son of a bitch. He finishes piecing himself back together. You're more than welcome to troll through your memories, enjoy your time. We don't have to be together for this. You could pick some happy ones. I tracked some of the things you were doing. It seems a real hang-up on some of the negative stuff. Yeah, some of that real negative stuff is going to get hung up on you real soon, as soon as I stand up and get my breath back. The head of the sea gobbler leans down. (laughs) I don't think that's a good idea. (laughs) He shimmers and vanishes. But having found him, you have a sense of him. So I don't want to give the impression that he has disappeared. He has just left this memory and kind of left you to lick your wounds. All right. So the first thing I want to do after getting up out of this debris is focus on the idea of that tether that he's using that's knitting him back together. I'm not sure how to start here. Do do I think I might have like a memory of even being adjacent to people that have any knowledge of this kind of thing, like something that I could filter through to get an idea of how I can sever this, because I know I don't just know how to do it, but there's always that chance of having been in the room with the magic people doing their thing and talking about how to set up their circles and their magic and their effects and maybe the don't do this or do that kind of thing to manipulate their effect. So first I'm going to ask you to roll Dream Warrior because I think that this thing that's about to happen is going to take some hold. Got it. Okay. Seven. All right. So you get a hold one and I'm going to ask you to roll Trust Your Gut. Oh, okay. Because it sounds like that's what you're doing. You're kind of throwing yourself in like, oh, did did this ever happen? And just kind of spitting yourself out into the card catalog of your memories. Exactly. 11. Yeah. So I think we find you sitting in the passenger side of Damien's car after you had struck the deal with him. And it is a snippet of conversation where he is talking about, yeah, we've made this bond with each other, this connection, and uh, and so once a pact like that is forged, it can't be broken until either the person who struck the deal accomplishes the thing that they agreed to do, or the person on the other side does something that breaks that agreement. It's got to be one or the other. Either party A has got to like complete what it is that they said they would do for this exchange or the other parties got to do something that breaks the agreement. Hmm. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. I'm having trouble with a little cousin of yours. Oh, well, now. Don't worry about it. If I can, now that I have more of an idea of him, I want to shift to where this demon is. All right. Roll Dream Warrior. Okay. Eight. All right. You get to hold one. And with that, you shift to where he is. You find him sitting in... Rev's old apartment, the one with the huge glass front window that looked out over the city. He is sitting in a chair with a bag of Oreos with his feet up. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I just, I have my hands up. The shotgun is slung on my back. 
did you decide to go someplace more interesting, more fun? Yeah, I mean, kinda. I, I got some advice from some people. Can I, can I, like, ask you stuff? Like, will you, like, level with me? As long as it does not go against the agreement that I have made with Cardoom. Sure, sure, sure. Demon packs and all that. I get it, I get yes. it. Yeah. So, like, is there any chance that I survive this? Like, if you said if there's something about, like, he has to call you back? Mm, yes. Okay, so, like, there's a chance where, like, 30 seconds from now he calls you back and then I'm just fine. Correct. Cool, 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 cool. Otherwise, you're staying, keeping me busy until I die. Yes, with me in here, your body has been slowed down to a, a rate that you are not able to take in food or water. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, all right. And, and the point is to keep one of us busy, it happened to be me. You were just the one that was closest to my entrance into this world. Sure, sure. So keep one of us busy, that means you, you don't want us to go through. Are you open to new deals? So long as it does not conflict with my existing deal. What if it helps your existing deal? Go on. What if I offer you something that will help you while ensuring that the goal that you have been sent here to accomplish remains? Hmm. I would love to hear more specifics about this. Well, if the whole idea is to guarantee that I don't go through that portal, hmm. my side of the deal, in addition to me offering you something new that you might want, mm -hmm. is I promise I won't go through the portal to your world. Hmm. Go on, and what, uh, what would I have to give to you? What else would you add to this bargain? Well, I mean, from your side, I think it's, it's pretty easy that you leave my mind, let me go about my life as it was, whether that's going back through the portal. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure how that manifest for you, but I assume that's what it would be. Mm. Actually, that is what I would ask, is that you leave my body and go back to your home world. I don't know that I could do that until I am called back. Ah, okay then. How about you just get to stay, but the effect drops away. I'm, I'm working of my own accord, but you still get to feed off of my memories as much as you like until either you're called back, or you're, uh, the person you made a deal with dies. Hmm. So in exchange for... You have to explain this to me again so I can continue to do exactly what I'm doing, but I have to do it from in here, but you want me to not be in here. Oh, okay, Here's that's the clarification that I wasn't sure of. You feeding is what makes me unable to move and stuff. Correct. Correct. Oh. And my feeding takes place from inside. Yeah, that... No, okay, I get it. I get it, I get it. So, oh, ooh, how about this? Do you... Uh, so that timer... Oh, no! <laughs> I had done just a, a little bit of, of math, and if anybody goes back and check this, it's going to be a little a little rough because editing and stuff like that, things that were cut out. But I went back to all of Tass's old episodes and figured out how long had passed in each world. For Tass, every minute we've heard of Tass on the show since the team has gone over to Perilous Tides has been two minutes per day that they were gone. At this moment, Tass, as you are mid-conversation with Golo Dubhale, you notice that those golden tethers wink out of existence, as if he no longer has that connection to Kurdum any longer. Oh my god! I think I narrow my eyes at him to see if he's reacting in any way? He does not seem to be aware that it has happened. Okay! I don't have another way to ask this. Like, that's obvious to me that that's what's happened. Yes. I think I'm just, just idly gonna take my shotgun and like set it in my lap like long ways and and like take my shirt and like 
start shining the the gold a little bit more and you know checking everything and just look down at it you know wide eyes for a second thinking okay okay let me think about this deal for just a second like we've got options here because can you exist in this world outside of my mind not without having a physical manifestation on your person oh okay because i was going to i'm not now i want this to be clear demon deal stuff right mm. i am not making this as an offer merely um talking to you about what I have in mind is I was thinking maybe is there a way for you to exist next to me real world scope and I just literally feed you say a memory that I can never get back that seems like that would be a big meal right part of what feeds me is not the memory itself but it's that feeling the sensation of time slowing for the individual whether it's in Uh, joy or in pain it's all about the speed the joy the pain all of that all of that god god what would have happened if i didn't have any good memories like would that kill you like would you starve oh everyone has moments oh sure how just hypothetically oh like if you died here what happens if i die in here i return to the realm of the golo oh well that's good does like buckshot feed you and i shoot him in the face (laughs) he has a just a moment of what and then you are sitting up on the table inside of the subterranean lair letting out a scream and you see this small ember of bluish flame launch from your mouth through the portal. Everyone in the room turns and looks at you screaming. You can see that you are hooked up to an IV and a feeder, a heart monitor. Everyone is startled and drops what they're doing. (laughs) Oh, you figured it out, did you? Yeah. Yeah, I think I did. Well, that's good, I suppose. I suppose, too. I think I, uh, I think I got real lucky. Oh, shit, my head hurts. Yes, I imagine you've been Really, um, mostly living off of injectable foods and drinks. Are you serious? Yes. Oh my god. Is my nose bleeding? It feels like my nose is, nose, nose is bleeding, but I can't lift my arms very well. At that moment, you see the portal flare up again, and the IPT cruise comes through with Landara and Jake and Megan and Kim inside of it. The car is rippling with magical energy, and it comes to a stop, and then the magic on it fades away. And it starts to smoke. The bumper, the tires, and the hood all fall off as the chassis falls to the (laughs) ground. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. How much do you know about cryonic preservation? Cryonic preservation. The preservation of human beings at extreme low temperature. 
You mean like like uh, Walt Disney? I swear to God, if you say anything about Walt Disney's frozen head, I'm hanging up this phone right now. Swear to me, you've never heard of the Red Valley Seabolt until I just told you. I swear. You swear. Could you take your hand off my knee? Look, Warren, if they're sending the butter wouldn't melt new boy looking for Red Valley, it'll be for a reason. Trust me. People are losing their lives in this company. We pulled him out too soon. He is awakening exactly as we planned. He's dying on me! We're all murderers here. Bryony, you, me, that doorman probably. Guy on the corner there with a the neck tattoo. I bet he's killed someone. Would you like to cut his head off? I'm sorry. The saw is funny. Gordon, why are you sharing this stuff with me? Why are you smiling? I don't know. I smile when things get awkward. Get in your golden bullet, pick me up. You want to go to Red Valley? You want to go to Red Valley? Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley is available on all podcast providers. Do you want to continue?